Good morning. <laughs> Almost afternoon. That was awesome. It's um, an honor to be here with you guys this morning. We had a good first service, and um, it's just, it's, it's such a, what is the word I'm looking for? Reverential moment, I guess, when you think of, when you hear from, you know, obviously everybody knows this wasn't the real Mary, right? We're all on the same page here. <laughs> but she did such a great job of, of portraying the uh, importance of what was happening. So I'm going to um, get into a message that the Lord gave me for you guys, but let's first start with a word of prayer. Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I thank you for this opportunity to be here. Father, I ask that you would speak through me, Father, that I would not speak with words of men's wisdom, but in demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit, Father, that seeds will be sown into people's lives and that lives will be changed. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> so the Lord gave me uh, a message, actually, um, before Pastor Charlie even called to ask me to speak today. He just put something in my heart and I was kind of studying it and it actually fit in really well with um, Mary's part and, and Mary's part in the whole plan of redemption, the whole plan of salvation. You know, uh, I've heard it taught before, maybe you've heard or said, I guess I shouldn't say taught, that God, you know, possibly passed, went to many women to present them the opportunity to carry the Lord Jesus. And, you know, they, young, of these young ladies, they say, hey, would you be interested in an immaculate conception? Does that sound interesting to you? No, okay. Move, moving on to the next one. You, no, good, all right. Well, let's see. Let's try to figure this out. But that didn't happen. As I, I just thought about it, like when I was thinking about the call of God, which is the message that the Lord put on my heart, when I was thinking about it, I'm like, no, God is very specific. God is very purposeful in what he does. And he very specifically chose Mary and he very specifically chose Joseph to be the parents of Jesus. And before I get started further, I'm gonna apologize like I did for a service. I'm just gonna be real with you. It's super dry up here. I don't know if it's the hay or what. Maybe if we could build like a humidifier that blows like right into your mouth from the pulpit with that. Huh? I'm just kidding. Excuse me. Like seriously, if I don't, I'm gonna get that nasty smack in the microphone. I don't wanna do that to you. So um, anyway, God was very specific. If you look back, I'm not gonna go into it this morning, but if you look back at the lineage of Joseph and you look back at the lineage of Mary, they go, and the reason I'm going like this is because it's the image that I saw. It was like a figure eight. <laughs> but Joseph traces back to David, King David, and obviously goes farther than that. And Mary also, in her side of the family, also traces to King David. And it was prophesied in scripture before Joseph and Mary were even born that the Messiah, that the Redeemer would come from the lineage of David. And so God specifically chose that moment in time, those people for a plan and a purpose. And so even Mary, in her innocence, in her young age, she didn't know, you know, I don't, she didn't grow up thinking, I'm going to carry the Messiah one day. She had no idea, but God found her. God chose her and she accepted it. So they weren't chosen by accident. And I, I want to encourage you this morning, you weren't chosen by accident. 
God has a very specific plan and a very specific purpose for each one of you. I grew up in this church, several of you uh, knew me. I grew up sitting in those, what used to be pink pews. (laughs) They were quite uncomfortable. Uh, but, But I grew up here and this is where God called me into the ministry. This is where God set me apart. This is where I answered the call. This is where I was sent out from. This place, there's so many, actually several missionaries and ministers and and people who are doing the work of the Lord come from this place. There is a call on this place. There is a purpose on this place. And so if the Lord has directed you here, if the Lord has brought you here, it is not by accident because there's something that he wants to do in you and through you. And I just want to encourage you this morning to open your hearts. Not everybody is going to be called to the fivefold ministry, so some of you can take Thank goodness. <laughs> Not everybody's going to be called to a missionary. You remember the old song, Please Don't Send Me to Africa? Um, I sing that a lot. <laughs> or attempted to sing it, we'll say it that way. Um, but, but God has a plan for you. He has a plan in your workplace. He has a plan in your business. He has a plan in whatever he's called you to do, whatever that thing inside of you that drives you, that is all you can think about, that desire inside of you, God put it there and it's there for a purpose. And so I want to encourage you, speaking from somebody who is, it's not natural for them to be up here doing what I'm doing this morning, okay? Who I, I can, I mean, I was just thinking, I used Pastor Kevin this morning as an example, but there's several, Charlie, Tracy, there's so many people, okay, Barry, could probably tell you some stories. I was super shy. I was, a, I was an introvert. I was not looking for this. This was not my aspiration, okay? I would, I didn't want, I would cry if strangers talked to me. I mean, that's how bad I was. But God had a plan. God had a purpose. And, and so he took that introverted, shy, middle child and sent her to the Philippines when she was 19 because, you know, he's funny like that. So. <laughs> but God... God, I didn't, in my own ability, and even in this morning in my own ability, there's absolutely nothing that I have to offer, but it's the gift and the calling of God on my life. And it all because I said, yes, Lord, I will choose you. I will follow you. I will do what you have called me to do. I've been able to, to go places and do things and see things and experience things. And the, and the reason I'm telling you this is because I like to preach from a personal example. I don't like to preach from things I haven't lived. But also, if you think about Mary, she, she was just minding her own business, getting ready to get married, and an angel shows up. Surprise. <laughs> this is what's going to happen. Are you, are you ready for this? But she accepted. And thankfully, in, in God's grace and mercy, he went and sent an angel to Joseph as well, because can you imagine breaking the news to your fiance? Like, well, this is awkward. I don't know how we're going to go about this one. Uh, yeah, an angel came to you. <laughs> you know. so, so anyway, he, God, God orchestrated all. He's so perfect in his plans. He's a God of excellence. He's a God of order. And things don't just happen by accident. They don't happen just because. And if, if things, you know, there are stumbles along the way, but he'll fix them and he'll correct them. And, and he's just very, he's just very good. So 
Uh, as I get into the message a little bit, and I don't even know, it's already going a completely different direction than first service. I didn't really even get to my notes in first service. Uh, but I want to encourage you, as I get into the message, you might be sitting there saying, well, Katie, I didn't even get saved until, you know, I didn't grow up in church. I didn't get saved until I was later on in life. Or, you know, or maybe I just made some wrong decisions and, and now God can't use me. And I want to tell you that's false. God can use you. In Romans um, 11.29, it says, for the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. They're, they're not going to go anywhere. They're, they're there. God has called you with a plan. He's called you with a purpose. He's not going to give you a gift and a call. And if you're not faithful with it, or if you don't obey right away, he's going to take it away and give it to somebody else. It's going to live with you forever. That's why for me, I'm like, I can't even imagine being outside of the will of God. I can't even imagine my life outside of his plan and his purpose because I don't even, I don't even know what it would be. All of my fulfillment is in him and in his purpose for my life. And so I want to encourage you, if you feel like you've strayed from that, if you feel like you've gotten off the plan and purpose uh, for your life, God, you, you just repent, you ask him to help you, and he can get you right back on track. He's a redeemer of time. You saw what he did for Job? He, he can redeem you, he can restore the time, and he can get you back into that place where he's called you to be. So it's not too late, and you're not too old. I, wanna, I just want to encourage you because we're a body, we are, we are to be, uh, we're members, individual, but we're members of a body and we all have something to bring. We all have something to share and the body of Christ will not be as strong as it can be or should be without everybody doing their part. So, so if that's you if, you, if you feel that way that, oh, it's too late, well, it's not. I'm here to tell you it's not. So now you can't plead ignorance when you stand before Jesus. <laughs> it's not too late. Amen. The Proverbs 16, 9 says, a man's heart prepares his way, but the Lord directs his steps. You know, we might all have, have plans and intentions. I had, I don't really know what plan I had for my life, but it, it definitely <laughs> wasn't going to the Philippines at 19. But, but I was following God. I knew I wanted to serve God. I, I grew up in church. I knew I wanted to do something for him, but I didn't know what it was. And I, had I known Everything that he's, everything that we've done, everything he's called us to do, and even the future, I'm just, I'm not ready to know yet because it's sometimes it's better not to know because then we'll talk ourselves out of it. And you know, with Mary, let's go to Luke chapter one. When uh, when the angel visited Mary, he didn't give her the plan. You know, when when. Jess, who played Mary, was up here talking. She was at, what will it be like? I wonder what it's going to be like raising the king. You know, God's, he's trusting us with his plan and his purpose, but he doesn't always give us all the details. We just have to walk them out and trust him to show us along the way. So I'm just trying to figure out where I want to go from here because I'm already way off this morning. <clears throat> Let's go with, uh, start in verse 37. So the angel told Mary what was gonna happen. Poof, you're pregnant. <laughs> um, and then in verse 37, for with God, nothing will be impossible. I think that's all Mary needed to hear for her to say in verse 38. Then Mary said, behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. That's all, that's all the angel needed to hear. For Mary to say, let it be unto me according to your, with God, nothing's impossible. Okay, great, I'm good to go. But she said, those words 
or what brought the Redeemer. She had to be in agreement. She had to get in agreement with the plan of God for her life. She had to be okay with it. But she, as soon as she accepted that, that set her on track for, for carrying God's purpose and plan. And during uh, worship, the first service, the Lord gave me this phrase. All my papers are sticking together here. Oh, I wrote it here. Our part in the plan of God is very similar to Mary's. We are to be carriers of Jesus to bring salvation to the world. We're, we have Jesus inside of us. We have the Holy Spirit inside of us in the same way that Mary physically carried the Savior. We carry the Savior. And it's, it's hard sometimes to relate because we read the Bible and sometimes we think, well, you know, it's, it sounds, it's like a story. But these aren't fictional things. This actually happened. These things really happen. And so in the same way that God does things through his word, he can do things through us. Now, there's not gonna be another immaculate conception, so don't worry. Don't freak out about that. But he's gonna use us the same way that he used Mary to carry the Savior. He's gonna use us. He wants to use us, but we have to be willing. We have to answer the call. We have to say, let it be unto me according to your word, Lord. But we have the answer inside of us. We have the Savior inside of us. Let's look at verse 46. So uh, before the angel visited Mary, her cousin Elizabeth, <laughs> who was well advanced in years, uh, was pregnant, got pregnant. Uh, got pregnant with John the Baptist. And I'm not gonna go into that story, but so Mary went, the angel told her, your cousin Elizabeth is pregnant as well. So she went to visit her. And uh, afterwards, let's go start in verse 46. This is the song of Mary. And this really stood out to me for several reasons. We'll start reading. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God, my savior. For he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. Mary saw herself, she was humble in her own opinion. She, she didn't say, oh yeah, you chose the right girl, God. Nobody else would have been able to handle this like I can handle it. She saw this like, wow, what an honor to carry the gift of God. What an honor to do this. And she said, you, you have regarded the lowly state of your maidservant. One of a scripture that gives me so much encouragement, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to it if you're honest with yourself, is 1 Corinthians 1, 26. We're gonna start reading in verse 26. For you see your calling, brethren, that not, many, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. Anybody feel like a foolish person putting shame? <laughs> No? Okay, just me? All right. Uh, to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world, the things which are despised. God has chosen, and uh, the base things of, sorry, which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. So he's not looking for ability, He's looking for your availability. He's not looking for somebody with all the talent. He's not looking for somebody with it all together. Have you read the Bible? Have you, like, Moses stuttered and he's supposed to go stand in front of Pharaoh and give this big <laughs> speech? We have uh, Rahab was a prostitute and God used her to save people's lives. There's so many stories in here that God was just looking for somebody with the right heart, somebody that wanted to be used by him. He's not looking for perfection. 
We all strive for perfection. We all strive to be more like Christ, but he's not looking for that in us. He says, give me what you have and I can work with that. I can do something with that. I can take a 19-year-old introverted middle child who would cry when strangers spoke to her and send her all over the world, marry somebody from South America, good gracious, and then every, you know, a bunch of other states and then send her to preach in the church that she grew up in I'm telling you, God is able to work miracles, people. So (laughs) if he can do it for me, he can do it for you. Don't think lightly of the plan of God on your life. Don't compare yourself with somebody else. Don't compare your plan with somebody else's because we're all, as I said in the beginning, God is so specific with his plans. He's so specific with his purposes. And when he called you, when he ordained you, when he set you apart from your mother's womb, he did it with a specific plan for your life that only you can walk out. But he's also given us free will, so (laughs) there's that. (laughs) We have to choose. We have to, sorry, this microphone, I forget it's there sometimes. We have to choose to obey. And my, my thing with God is I always want to be quick to obey. I don't, I don't want to drag my feet and all, oh, you know, we, we all do that. Okay, the God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, all knowing, all seeing, all knowing, and we still try, God, are you sure you want to do that? Like, like he's going to change his mind, right? And so when I first was going to the Philippines, there was a friend of mine in church and uh, we were just sitting in a service and I had had it in my heart. I had had missions in my heart. We've had uh, camp meetings every year. Pastor Mario and Stacy were my youth pastors and then they moved off to Greece not long after we started coming to the church. And so it's, it's in this church, but they would play videos, you know, their missions videos. And I would just sit there and ooh, ugly cry for no reason. I'm like, what is wrong? I don't even know these people. <laughs> but it was the call. It was the, it was the inside of me of like, I need to do that. I need to connect with that. It was just, that was what was pulling me, what was driving me. And so I had a friend ask me, so he said, so you're leaving for the Philippines soon. And I said, yeah, maybe, I think so. I mean, I had already made plans to go, but it was, you know, still a little ways away. And I was already kind of starting to talk myself out of it. Well, maybe I'll wait a little mile. Maybe I won't go quite yet. Maybe it's not the Philippines. I don't. And as, as I said, well, maybe, I think, I don't. And he said, yes, you're going. You are going to go. And that's all I needed to like pull me. But yes, I'm going. I need to go. It wasn't, you know, like, oh, don't stay. Don't go. He's like, get out of here. <laughs> you know, like it was God knew if I would have delayed, if I would have waited, I would have talked myself out of it or tried to do something else. And he's, as I said before, he's merciful. He'll work with us because we're, we're walking this out with him. But I want to be, I want to be quick to obey. I don't want to be out of the plan of God. I don't want to be out of the call of God for my life. And, and so it's a lot easier to stay on track if, if we are quick to obey. Obedience is faith's response to any instruction from God. When I obey, that's me responding in faith. Okay, God, I trust you. I believe your word. I believe that you'll do what you said you would do. Let's read Mary's song. She saw herself, Mary saw herself as a lowly maidservant, but God saw her as a carrier of the anointing. God saw her as a carrier of salvation. He didn't see her as a lowly maidservant, and that's the way he sees you. He sees you as a carrier 
of an answer. You have an answer for somebody. You have something in your life that somebody needs. You, you can reach people that I can't reach. You can speak to people that I can't speak to. There are places in your, in your jobs or whatever, um, wherever you go throughout life that God can put a message just for one person that could just help maybe just one person. Luke 146, we're gonna go on and keep reading her song. I got a little distracted. For he's regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is on those who fear him. From generation to generation, he has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he has spoken to our fathers, to Abraham, to his seed forever. And so what I, when I was reading that, and, and you can thank me now for not singing that to you because that would have just turned the, whole, the service a whole new direction. <laughs> we might need to pray for deliverance or something. But as I was reading that, she, she recognizes her place as somebody, a humble maidservant being used by God, but then probably the weight of that, like, like Mary stood up here wondering, what is it gonna be like? I, I wonder how it's gonna be to raise him, how, how he's gonna grow up. She started remembering her God. She started remembering his faithfulness. She started remembering the things that he's done in the past and how he's come through. And that's so helpful to us as we're walking out the plans of God, as we're walking out the purposes of God. It's not gonna be easy. You know, you have everything that happened with Mary and Joseph, as I said, was part of God's plan. She, he didn't have her come in on a chariot. She had to ride a donkey, they, and then they get to Bethlehem because all of a sudden, oh, now we have to have a census. And so this pregnant woman has to travel to Bethlehem because it was prophesied in scripture. So they end up in Bethlehem and there's not a Marriott waiting for them. They have to, Jesus, our savior, was born in a stable. I should not be so hotel snobby when I think about that, huh? <laughs> nah. <laughs> Jesus was born in a stable. And then, so then you have that, the, the, the angel or the uh, wise men and the shepherds come to him, which is another picture. They were drawn to Jesus. The Holy Spirit led them. People will be drawn to you, to Jesus inside of you, to the presence of God inside of you. People can look at you and they say, there's something different about you. What is, what is going on? What is this glow that you have going on? Why are you so peaceful? Why are you so happy? What is it in your life? I need that in my life. If we're being a good representation of him, I guess, <laughs> qualify that. But anyway, when they got, it wasn't, everything wasn't just laid out. You would think for the savior that everything would be laid out perfectly for him, but it wasn't. Get word got to Herod that the, that the savior was born. So what did Herod do? Did he say, oh, let him come live here in the palace with us? Oh, he said, go find him and kill him and kill all the little boys around his age. But God was able to deliver them. He sent them at Egypt so prophecy would fulfill. Then he sent them to Nazareth so that prophecy would be fulfilled, so that Jesus could fulfill God's plan and God's purpose for his life so that we can have redemption, so that we can proclaim the good news and bring salvation to people. So in those times where it seems like, oh, 
where are you? <laughs> are, are you still there? Are you listening? You know, there are times like that. We need to remind ourselves. We need to go back to the word. We need to stir up our faith, remembering who God is, remembering what he's done for us, remembering his faithfulness. Because as I said, it's, it won't always be easy, but it will always be worth it. I can tell you the, the, the things that, that we've lived through in the 19... Year, I've been in the ministry, it'll be 19 years in January. I was two when I started. Um, I know, right? I was a prodigy. Uh, <laughs> we have, why is everybody laughing? Like, they don't believe that. <laughs> We've been through a lot. We've seen a lot. We've made mistakes and God's been merciful. But I will tell you, it hasn't, definitely has not been easy, but it has been worth it. It is worth it to follow God's plan for your life, whatever it is. It is worth it to obey him. It is worth it to step out. It is worth it to trust. Even when it feels like you're Peter stepping out of the boat. I know Pablo's freaking out because I'm getting really close to the edge here. Stepping out of the boat and walking on water. It's worth it to trust God. We, if we do things our own way, we have to pay for it and we're probably gonna mess it up. But if God has called you to something that's bigger than you, rejoice in him because that means he has to pull it off. That means he has to accomplish it. Anything that he's ever asked us to do, we're like, How, what, do you know who you're talking to? Here we go, asking God again. <laughs> you sure you got the right people? <laughs> Maybe it's the people next door. No, he knew exactly what he was doing. So don't question and be honored. Be like Mary. We humble ourselves in the sight of God, our Savior. We're nothing in and of ourselves. But with him in us, we are mighty. With him in us, we are powerful. With him in us, we can overcome anything. I just looked at the clock. Okay. So I, again, I'm just making sure that I didn't highlight anything that I wanted to make sure I said. Mary, Mary was asking, how would she know? And I, I, I mean, there's this whole nice section of my notes where it tells you, how do I know if God's calling me? How do I enter the plan of God for my life? So I'm just gonna quickly say, be led. <laughs> you, that inside, just that inside, the Holy Spirit inside of us, speaking to us, that thing that you can't get away from, that thing that you can't stop thinking about, whether it is to the ministry or whether it's to a business or a profession or whatever it is, let God be God in your life. Let him lead you. Let him guide you. Take the steps of the orders. Don't question him, but be quick to obey. Be quick to say the things that he wants you to say. Be quick to do the things that he wants you to do. I mean, there is no manual. I, well, there is a manual, obviously. This is the manual. But there's not specific instructions. You know, when, when I stepped out in the ministry, God didn't say, okay, Katie, in 2019, you're gonna do this. And then 2019, goodness. What was it, 1999? <laughs> 2000. In 2000, you're gonna do this. In 2001, you're gonna move to Chile. In 2006, you're gonna move back to the United States. And then you're gonna move to New York. And then you're gonna move to Alabama. And then you're gonna move to Texas. And then you're gonna move to Colorado. And then you guys are gonna be doing all this crazy, well, your husband's gonna be doing all this crazy stuff in Cuba, but you can take credit for it because you two are one. That, <laughs> amen, all the women, amen, right? <laughs> not all laid out and it doesn't all happen perfectly but it's worth it it's where I just I keep coming back to that I'm so glad Mary said be it unto me 
according to your word. I'm so glad that she carried our Savior. She, you know, I think along the way, she, you know, Jesus got lost in the temple. The woman lost the Messiah for how many days? Two days? Something like that? I mean, like some of us, we lose our kids in a storm and feel terrible, but at least they're not the Messiah, and at least it's not for a couple of days. So cut yourself some slack. <laughs> like, I'll go back and find it. It's Jesus. He'll find a way. He'll make a way where there is no way. <laughs> I need to wrap this up. So <laughs> I guess my biggest thing, our heart, our, our desire uh, is to see people fulfill the plan and purpose of God for their lives. And, and so I wanna encourage you, if I can stand up here and, and share a message with you this morning that is so humbling for me, it's kind of full circle, sort of, 15-year-old Katie would be like, ah, no way. Um, God's faithful, God's faithful. And when we just let him be God in our lives, it's amazing what he can do for us, in us, and through us. And so I would just, I want to challenge you if you got anything out of that jumble of, of a word this morning. If something bore witness with you, if something struck a chord inside of you and you think, yes, I want to obey God. Yes, I want to follow the plan of God for my life. Yes, I want to pursue God. Yes, I want to do what God has called me to do. I want you to just stand up right now. I want to pray for you. Because I was there. I was sitting in those chairs. I wanted to obey God. I wanted to do something. I stood up every time somebody said, you want to obey God? I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> and he took me seriously. I'm so thankful. But I want, to, I want to pray for you and I want to encourage you. God sees you this morning. He sees you standing in the things that he's put in you. It's not too late. And you, it's not too terrible what has happened. It's so good, and we need the body. We need everybody in their place. This world needs Jesus. This world needs answers, and we are the carrier of the anointing. We are the carrier of the answer. Just like Mary carried him physically, we carry him inside of us and in our lives. Father, I I pray for these people that are standing, Lord. Lord, whether their life is turning out how they thought it would or not, you are a great and mighty and faithful God. And for those who are just, who are young, who are just stepping out, Father, I thank you for each and every one of them. I thank you for opening their eyes, revealing your plans and purposes for their lives and giving them the grace that they need to be able to walk it out, giving them the ability to cut off the relationships that need to be cut off, giving them the, the faith, Father, that, that oomph to step out of the boat and obey you. And I thank you that you sustain them. Thank you for revealing your purpose to their lives, Father God, and this moment would be marked in their lives forever that they said, I stood up and said, I want to obey God. And from this moment forward, there is no going back and there is no settling for less than the best that God has for me. I thank you, Father, for the words that you spoke this morning, Father, that seeds would be sown and that lives would be changed. In Jesus' name, amen.